You've tuned in to Talking Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast hosted by hockey superfans Ryan Hunt and Reese Martin. Come by every week to hear the best mates with the hottest takes for your Calgary Flames. Hello and welcome to Talking Flames, a hockey podcast covering everything you need to know about your Calgary Flames. I'm your host, Ryan Hunt. And I'm Reese Martin. Oh my god, dude. We're alive. We're back. It's been, oh my god, it's been damn near two weeks, but we're back. Powerful oh, yeah. than ever. Man, it's been, uh, it's been a crazy, like, almost two weeks. How's it been for you? You know what? It's been, it's been pretty busy with school, but uh, just entering the last couple of weeks now, so I'll have that wrapped up pretty soon, but yeah. I think you are, uh, you've had a lot going on in the last couple of weeks, so let me uh-huh. let us know you've going on. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I think I think it's pretty much out there. But if if you don't know, um, I moved to Edmonton last weekend um, for a job in my field. Um, yes, I'm behind. I'm officially behind enemy lines now. And it's uh, I am very uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I moved to Edmonton for a job in my field. And um, I started that on Monday. And it's been going pretty well so far. And I'm really enjoying it. So um, there's been a lot of adjusting um happening for me because like i pretty much i moved here on saturday i had to go cover an event on sunday the very next day and then i'm i i started work on monday so like i have not had a rest day for like two weeks i'm so tired but here we are (laughs) um ready to fire off some games here um so we have a lot um (laughs) a lot happened we have five games to cover so it is oh man if i can remember this in chronological order florida montreal washington arizona and minnesota so lots to cover um lots of homecomings too and they all happen on back-to-back games which is pretty sick so starting off with the florida game oh man that was awesome you know um how, how okay how do you feel about the um the crowd reception to Kachuk? Well, if I'm weird, if I'm not mistaken, it was yeah, it was like a standing ovation for the video tribute they had for him before the game, and then every single time he touched the puck in the game, there was like quite a lot of booing going on. So yeah, as I that's the part that got me. So I expressed like last podcast, like I'm really not a huge fan of the booing. Uh, Especially considering the circumstances that Kachuk left the team on, but I mean, I yeah. knew people were going to boo. Like that's kind of inevitable, unfortunately. But definitely strange that there was like such a such a contrast between the initial and then other responses. So yeah, it really surprised me too because you know he got the standing O for his tribute video, which is awesome. And then every time he touched the puck, he got booed. Which, to be honest, though. That is like the perfect reception for a player like Matthew Kachuk, in my opinion. Now, is he going to get booed like the next time he comes to Calgary? I hope not. I hope this is just like a one-time thing. I guess the booing worked because he did not have a great game whatsoever. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, he had like a some like he had a cross-checking penalty against Zadorov, second, I believe. Uh, he was minus two on the night. Uh, had a giveaway, no hits. Uh, so yeah, all in all, not a great game at all for Matthew Kachuk in his return to Calgary. 
Uh, yeah, so Huberto was actually really, really good in that game. He came out with a lot of energy, which you love to see, you know, playing against former teammates of his. Uh, he had, what, a goal and an assist that game, if I'm not mistaken. A power play goal, yeah. as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, that's a, we'll get to that later as well. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, like, Vladar, I think, starting off the theme of the episodes in the last week, was really, really good. Uh, Bobrovsky, obviously, was pretty shaky. Uh, he definitely got lit up quite a bit uh, throughout the game. And yeah, I guess my only other point was, like, the power play goal by Huberdeau. And the power play in general did actually look pretty good that game. Yeah. And that, that makes me think, cause you mentioned Vladar. Um, there's like, there's a few things in common that happened in like all of these games. And I'll, I'll say it now and I'll, I'll probably end up repeating myself a lot. Um, there are three players from all these games that have like really stood out in my mind that I, I cannot believe how well they're doing right now. And that is Dylan Dubé, Andrew Mangiapani and Dan Vladar. Oh my goodness, those boys have been on fire. Yeah, and I'd also throw Coleman in the mix there. I mean, we'll kind of get to mm. some of his exploits later, but I think he has had a really, really good last week, so I just wanted to also gas him up a little bit. But yeah, and so we have, you know, five games. Four of them are Ws, which is sick. Let's talk about the one L, and this one, this one was weird. Oh, absolutely, it was <laughs> um, weird. So the Montreal game, once again, another former player returns, Sean Monaghan. That one, that one was, was hard to watch. That was, that was oh, tough, man. Yeah. Um, and oh man, did you see how he got a little teary eyed in that morning presser I he did, had yes. before the game? Yes, I saw oh, that. God, man, that's so terrible. Um, so yeah, moving into the game, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, I guess, we're, we're I guess we got to about it. Guess we, we gotta know. address the elephant in the room here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like not even like five seconds into the game. I, I don't even know. I don't no, even off, off the first face off, um, off the opening face off. Yeah. I got excited because you know Sean Monahan kind of like had a breakaway opportunity, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Oh yeah. And then Markstrom just turned on the jets and went for him. He flew out of the crease. He, I mean, you know, he, he, he stopped the puck. Like, so far out of his crease. And then, I don't even know how to explain this. Like, and then, but he stops the puck, but he keeps going. He loses his stick. Monaghan, I mean, he doesn't steal his stick, but like he loses it on Monaghan's leg. And Mar Markstrom just keeps flying out. And of course... You know, no one's in net. Montreal scores. And Markstrom's damn near at the blue line. Like, what <laughs> What the hell? How does that happen? I mean, yeah, like, of course, like, Markstrom was able to take the puck away from Monaghan. But, like, Uri Slavkovsky was literally sitting there, took the perfect reception from Markstrom. Whenever the puck went in the net, like, the broadcast camera they had, like, Markstrom was not even in the frame. Markstrom was not even in frame. He was out of frame, so... Definitely, it's uh, absolutely insane. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like <sighs> that whole game was so strange. Just a weird, weird judgment call from Marshall there. I think he, I think he was way too aggressive on that one. Uh, I mean, yeah, he kind of prevented a Sean Monahan breakaway, but really did not work out for in his what favor whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I would have been much happier with Monahan scoring there. 
than mm-hmm. literally anything else. But but yeah, so I mean moving on from that, um in my opinion, for for the rest of that game, because the Flames lost two um two to one to that game, yeah. Markstrom played a pretty decent game for the rest of that game. Oh yeah. You know, he, he made some pretty good saves. You know? Um the one the one of the goal he let in was a sick one from Cole Caulfield that oh, like yeah. no Absolute goalie could save. Missile. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so don't blame him on that one and that's yeah that, that's pretty much it. I mean, I guess maybe we got to address the fact that Jake Allen played like arguably oh, yeah, one of the it. best games of his entire career. Like he stopped 45 <laughs> yeah. of 46 shots. What is that like? A 978 save percentage. Like he was so unbelievably good that game lights out and yeah i mean it's one of those games where i mean yeah obviously the flames could have played better but it's one of those games where you have a guy like alan has a game of his career pretty much end of the day you can't really do a ton about that so yeah yeah, you're right like markstrom was real good after that just just a close game that we lost there's not not too much more to dig into on that one i don't yeah, well, I mean, since you mentioned Jake Allen, I don't know how the hell I forgot about that, but when you mentioned Jake Allen, um, I think of, when I was watching the game, I really picked up, like, the Flames got goalied. That that oh, totally yeah. happened. But it seems like the, the few shots that the Flames, like, squeaked by him, minus, you know, the one they actually did, either, like, hit the post and crossbar or, like, barely missed the net. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind, I mean pin a little bit of that on the offense but for the most part yeah they got goalied and yeah i would also just like to point out uh power play was 0 for 4 in this game uh Mm. that's gonna be a a common theme what's new the sky's blue yeah anyway (laughs) i guess uh we'll go over to the washington game now and yeah and as far as i know you you attended that game i did yeah shout out my dad clutching up got us some tickets actually (laughs) honestly i think uh I was actually doing some charitable work that day, actually, giving back to the fans a little bit. Uh, our uh, number one fan of the podcast, Ben Haggins, uh, dropped him a line, took him, some of his siblings, to the game. So you're welcome, Ben. Yeah, and like you were texting me, because th- that was that was the day I moved. I was moving oh, I know, to Edmonton. Yeah. And if I wasn't moving, it would have been me. I would have been there. Oh, Talking absolutely. Flames crew would have been finally at a Flames game, but no... <laughs> I know. Man, life sucks. But anyway, so moving into that game, that was yeah. another pretty solid game, eh? I mean, yeah, Reese Martin reporting live on scene. How about that? <laughs> uh, we need more of that. We do, absolutely. So yeah, Blake Coleman, uh, guy who I've been a really big fan of this past week, he opened up the scoring in the first period. Uh, Sherry ties it up on the power play for Washington, end of the first. Uh, Manji Pani, who started off his, I'm going to say, is a pretty pretty great game for him. Uh, he scores a minute and a half into the first. Uh, so at this point, the game stays tied uh, till like the latter half of the third period. Uh, Darcy Kemper for the Capitals does go down with an injury. I think he took an elbow to the head. I honestly didn't even notice it at first. I just like saw that Lindgren was in the net, and I was kind of surprised. And yeah, so yeah, Kemper went down. But all in all, at this point, like the game was still like real open, like. Could have gone either way. The Flames were definitely uh, really outplaying the Capitals in terms of like high danger scoring chances, but uh, Lindgren just held solid. 
And then finally, uh, Ruzichka breaks it open uh, about 14 minutes into the third period. Uh, nice assist from Backlund and uh, Anderson. Then Mangiapane gets his second of the game, like less than a minute later. At this point, I'm mm-hmm. buzzing. I can't even tell you how, how hyped I am. Absolutely feeding it to Ben, like one after another. How do you like that? <laughs> and then, I mean, yeah, Carlson just kind of scores on a blunder in our own zone. It's kind of weird, but Lindholm uh, gives her the no-doubter. Four seconds left in the third period. Impunit goal. Thank you very much. So yeah, all in all, great time. I was so hyped. I was like, I was like losing my mind at the parking lot. Like, I was so hyped. It's one of those games where like oh, you're yeah. walking out of the dome and like you just can't believe what you saw. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, God. power play was 0 for 3 in that game. Uh, oh, wow. Again, very disappointing. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't really have a ton more to say about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, hell, you were there. You mm-hmm. you reported it. That's that's all we need to know. Um, it was also one of those goals, because I was watching highlights, that Noah Hannafin must have, like, must have mysteriously signed a one-day contract with the Washington yeah, Capitals it was on weird. that one blunder you were talking about. Because, like, he just, he, he just gave a quick pass to... Uh, I forget who doesn't really even matter, but yeah, no, it, it was really funny. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, I also wanted to say, uh, I guess a guy who has been like slowly becoming my favorite flames player, uh, Rasmus Anderson, he had one really notable, uh, time he jumped up into the rush, uh, in the second, but he like, from what I've seen from him in like the last like three or four weeks, I've been extremely, extremely impressed. Like I've always been, a guy who's had a lot of respect for Anderson's game. But the last three or four weeks, I mean, what is he sitting at right now? He's like third in scoring on the team. Sorry, fourth in scoring really? on the team with 20 points in 26 games. So, I mean, that's his best offensive output uh, in terms of points per game in a season in his entire career so far. So, I mean, hopefully he can keep that up. But yeah, he, his, his hockey IQ, mind-blowing, like, He's yes, a guy you, you rarely see fumble the puck in his own zone. He's always got his head up. He's always making a, a, a phenomenal pass and just playing the game the right way. And yeah, his sense jump when jumping up into the rush, absolutely incredible. So I just wanted to drop that little nugget for you there. But yeah, we can move on to the Arizona game. Nice. Yeah, I'm happy to move on to the Arizona game. Yeah, that was... that. Yeah, uh, maybe I might add Anderson to my list of players i love right now it's it's gonna be like half (laughs) half of the team right now yeah (laughs) i mean yeah it's gonna get to that i hope it's gonna get to that at some point but yeah no i i guess i I haven't really put um raz under as much of a microscope as you have and now that you say that that's absolutely insane oh yeah and his hockey iq is out of this world mm -hmm. 5-2 victory versus the capitals there so hell yeah suck on that ben haggins (laughs) (laughs) uh arizona game on when was this monday uh dube who is on our list of flames we've been really impressed with in the past week uh (laughs) opens up the scoring uh 14 minutes for the first ventone follows up uh three minutes later we're off two nothing uh then changasis bear for the coyotes answer is back 14 minutes to the second 
uh, checker and scores to tie it up with five minutes left, or five minutes into the third period. But then Kadri seals a deal uh, with five minutes left in the game with his ninth of the year. On the power play, might I add. Yeah, that Kadri goal. Oh mm. my goodness. You know, that was... By the way the game was looking, and by, with the time as well, which was like, you know, I think Kadri scored with like, what, four minutes left in the third period? Is that yeah. what it was? It was like four minutes yeah. to 18 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, that was a moment where, you know, one of the big guys, one of the big scorers had to show up and Kadri answered the phone call. That's exactly what we needed from a guy like him. So um, it sucks, you know, squandered a 2-0 lead, whatever, it happens. But the fact that someone stepped up in the moment we needed it the most, that's like, that's the biggest thing. And yeah, I guess... Two power play goals in that game, one for Lindholm and one for Kadri, as we were just talking about. So, yeah, two for three on the power play in that game. Absolutely. That is that. amazing. All right. Yeah. That game was pretty simple, pretty bare bones. Went up 2 0, squandered it. It wasn't an immediate squander. You know, it happened throughout the course of the game. But Kadri was the difference maker, which is that's what we have him for. So, fantastic. Uh, Vladar played another amazing night. You know, can't forget about that. Um, and yeah, so moving on to that Minnesota game, that one, that one was pretty crazy. Yeah. So uh, two goals for the Wild in like one thirty into the game, and then two twenty-five into the game. So two goals in the first two and a half minutes. Uh, looking like Vladar is maybe a little shaky out the gate, but he really locks it down. Uh, we have a, a three-goal second period. Kadri uh, scores in the first 16 seconds. Then Blake Coleman just over a minute later. And then Toffoli just over a minute and a half later after that. Uh, fish, bang, boom, we're up 3-2. to two. Uh, Then going into the third, uh, Merrill scores uh, 15 minutes into the third. But then Anderson and then Toffoli score to give us the 5-3 victory. So, yeah, and this is much like the Arizona game. Um, I mean, kind of a little bit of opposite start, though. You know, fell behind 2-0 so fast. Mm-hmm. Crazy <laughs> That's fast. nasty. Weren't able to do anything with the first period, but, you know, had that intermission. Daryl Sutter worked his magic like he always does. And then, you know, Kadri immediately scored when they came back out on the ice. Then they evened it up. And then they went up 3-2. And then they just kept adding on more and more and more. Which is a perfect response for going down 2-0 so early. So, yeah, no, I, I love the I love the responses that came out of this team mm-hmm. um, in the Minnesota game and also the Arizona game. Because maybe, you know, I'm a typical PTSD Flames fan. Thinking of teams in the past, the teams would just kind of be like, eh. You know, fall down 2-0 that early, game's over. Mm-hmm. Oh well, pack your bags, go home. Seems different, man. I love it. I love, love, love it. So, yeah. absolutely, I agree. Like that's a that's a really easy game to lose right there. Like down two nothing after the first two and a half minutes. Yeah. So definitely love and love the energy and the comeback there. How was the power play that game? Power play was two for six in that game, and the and the penalty kill was four for four. So a really great night for special teams 
Well, it's better to be two for six than zero for six. Yeah, I guess <laughs> if we look at these last five games, so uh, of course Vladar started all the victories. Markstrom played in the loss versus Montreal, so Vladar was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. But I would like to kind of look at the special teams here. Uh, so the first three games versus Florida, Montreal, Washington, we were one for eleven on the power play. However, Good in the last Lord. two games, Arizona versus Minnesota, or Arizona and then versus Minnesota, uh, we were four for nine. So not too shabby. Quite the insane turnaround. I mean, neither Arizona or Minnesota are particularly great penalty killing teams, which I guess is kind of obvious from these games. But I mean, like neither Florida, Montreal or Washington are necessarily elite penalty killing teams either. So, I don't know. Something happened after the Washington game, I guess. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'll see in the long term if this improved power play is sustainable. But definitely a lot of positive to draw from the last couple of games in terms of the power play, which we've been talking about all season. Yeah. has been quite Thank problematic. God. So, yeah, I just, just <laughs> like to just like to make note of that. Yeah, and all all those people calling for for Kirk Muller's head, just calm down. Things are starting to work again. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I've really been paying attention to the power play eh, over the last couple of weeks, and it just kind of seems like, at least I guess, in the first three games, the power play unit, especially the first power play unit, just doesn't really know how to play together, which is really weird because. All five guys are like historically have been really solid power play contributors. Like in the Florida game, for example, uh, Huberto did have the power play goal uh, in the first period, which was great. But like whatever the subsequent two, yeah, or the three power plays after that were dreadful, just dreadful. Like if I recall correctly, like uh, the last power play of the game we had two odd man rushes against in this band in that on that power play and when there was like maybe one shot on goal i think in that so it just really everyone looked uncomfortable out there like no one really actually seemed to know what they were doing or know how to pl- play together but yeah i mean obviously that's that's been fixed at least on the surface level in the last couple of games but. for now yeah but yeah i just like to make yeah, it's good point. to finally see that being turned around I was getting sick of it. Like every time the flames go in the power play, I'm just like, uh, I wouldn't even pay attention. It's just like, you know, just regular hockey. And I guess some huge news, which I know is going to make you very happy, Ryan. Uh, oh Matt- man. I've been, I know what you're about to say. I've been itching to get to this all episode. <laughs> I I saw it at work this morning. I was like, I was like, Oh my God, it's happening. So yeah, Matthew Phillips has been called up to the big club. Uh, oh my God. He has 30 points in 20 games uh, in the HL this year for the Wranglers. 15 goals, 15 assists. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, so uh, the Wranglers' leading scorer right now, uh, 30 points the in 20 AHL's games. The AHL's leading scorer The AHL, as well. The AHL's leading scorer, yeah, with 15 goals and 15 assists. So this is his time to, you know, take that shot and run with it. Like, I mean, I guess I am a little skeptical of where he's going to fit in the lineup. That's what I was right going to bring up. Yeah. I mean, unless there's 
like as I know Kevin Rooney was placed on waivers today, thank goodness. Uh, but as of right now, <laughs> there haven't really been much shared in terms of like an injury to someone maybe in the top six, which uh, Phillips is supposed to replace. Because I think I mentioned last episode or maybe two episodes ago, like Phillips is not the type of player you're going to want to play in the bottom six of the NHL team. Like he's 5'7", like 140 pounds. Like no offense to the guy, but like he's going to get eaten up, uh, in my opinion, playing in the bottom six. So yeah, I've kind of maintained that I think he's got to be playing at the top six, but the top six is like clicking right now. Like Dubredo, Lindholm, Toffoli, first line's popping off. Second line with Dubé, Kadri, Mangiapane, like... As you mentioned, like Mangiapane and Dubé have had like a, quite a phenomenal run of games here. So I don't really know who mm-hmm. you who'd are there. And even the third line, the third line has been playing really well as well. Like Ruzicka, Backlund, Coleman. So I really don't think there's any logic in putting one of those guys down to the fourth line. So I'll be really interested to see what happens here because I, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know where Phillips fits into the lineup right now. Yeah. And I mean, I think the Flames are playing um, Friday night, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I guess so. They're playing Friday against Columbus, uh, in Columbus, obviously. And then against Toronto on Saturday, in Toronto. And then against Montreal on Monday. So, a little mm. East Coast road trip, I guess, for the boys. Yeah, big stretch of games and short amount of time. Oh, man. And, okay. Now that you bring up Columbus, I I just I just got to talk about it. What the hell happened in Columbus on Wednesday night? Tate Thompson masterclass, I think. Dude, I I saw this meme on Instagram where it was like um it just said when Blues fans see Tate Thompson become a franchise player. I think player. I sent that to you. Like yeah, a bunch I of sent that people. to you. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Oh my god. God, yeah, like I have I have him on one of my fantasy teams and when I saw that he scored four, I like quickly checked my score because I'm like, oh my god, that's absolutely insane. And as I was checking it, he scored his fifth. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost fainted. Man's gonna carry me to another victory. And I and it's it's hard to believe like I, I got a trade offer for him not too long ago. And I what decided not to give him up. What was the trade? Oh my gosh. It was, I think, um, if I remember, I think it was, um, oh, it was Ville Husso and Tage Thompson from me, um, going for Philip Forsberg and Matthew Kachuk. Ooh. I, I was like, oh my that's God. A, I mean, like that's at least at the time. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty good offer that a person made, but yeah. Good on you for not taking that. Yeah, I I just I was looking at it. I was like, like the the person who actually as a matter of fact, it was Riley that offered oh, yeah. me that trade. Yeah. Um, and he knows that I was an absolute stand for Matthew Kachuk, and I think he put in Kachuk just to like try and itch me toward mm-hmm. pressing accept. But I was like, man, but I love Tage Thompson way too much. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, like talk about like just a guy who he just needed. A couple of seasons to develop because before last year like he looked like he was going to be like bottom six guy most of his career like nothing notable but yeah 40 goal season last year 
got the massive contract, fifty million over seven years. Uh, a lot of people weren't too weren't too fond of that one at the time, but man, does it ever well, look like a steal now? He's fourth in points right now for a guy who's six eight, like silky, silky mitts, phenomenal skater. Like there aren't many guys in NHL history who've been like that big and like able to play with such with such skills. So can't believe I'm saying this. But the Sabres are in good hands. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But anyway, I think that'll about wrap it up. Is there? I I have made all the points I wanted to make. Do you have anything on your on your uh, mind still? I mean, I guess I'd just kind of like maybe go over some stats a bit. So like, our leading sure. scorer is Lindholm with twenty two points in twenty six games. Uh, Kadri Kadri had a really good week. I think he had four or five points since we last spoke because he's up to 20 points in 26 games now yeah he's been pretty silent like since um when we when we when we did it last week he he's just been dead silent but he's been suddenly starting to turn on the light switch again so Mm -hmm. it's pretty sick to see him on the score sheet again thank god (laughs) and yeah i mentioned earlier like anderson's up to 20 points in 26 games so love that point production out of him uh, Huberdeau has also really been turning it on recently, sick, up to 16 points in 23 games after, you know, an admittedly disappointing start to the year. Uh, Ruzichka, who's been on the third line for the last few games, he's still hovering around a point per game. He's got 15 points in 16 games, and I think he's really, really found a home there on the third line. I guess we kind of alluded to it earlier, like Backlund and Coleman have also been having really good weeks, so... I think it's it's great that you know Huberdeau's regained his confidence to play on the top line, and Ruzichka's had his confidence boosted, and now he's like contributing really well in the bottom six. So can't be more happy with how that one turned out. Yeah, and I think maybe one of the things, or at least one of the things that comes to my mind that the team has to improve on, and maybe it's just one guy, is Markstrom, because. You know, like I said earlier, you know, that Montreal game wasn't too bad, except for whatever the hell happened at the beginning of the game. Um, He went on a slip and slide. But except for that, after that point, he played pretty good. And I'd say he put the team in a pretty good position to win. But, you know, Jake Allen decided to play God mode. So that didn't happen. Um, So, you know, Vladar is our starter right now, which, you know, maybe... I'll accept defeat a little bit here because, you know, a few weeks ago we were making fun of the Oilers for, you know, the Campbell Skinner situation. Like, ah, ha, 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 your backup's your starter now. Ha, 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 But that's the situation we're in right now. And, you know, in, in reality, right now, Vladar gives us the best chance to win hockey games. He's playing out of his mind right now. Out of these, fo- out of um, the past four starts he's made, he's won all four. And before this stre- these stretch of games... He didn't have the best win record, but he's on fire right now. He's giving the team the best chance to win. And the Flames are going to roll with it for now until Markstrom is able to find his game again. And then once that happens, they'll switch it up. Boys will be rolling. Absolutely. No, I think that's a great point. Thanks for your uh, like chain smoking elbow impression. Really appreciated that. But yeah, yeah I mean, no problem. Like, <laughs> obviously, like Markstrom has struggled a bit this year. Uh, he hasn't been like dreadful, but... I mean, definitely, as a starting goaltender getting paid what he gets paid, you you expect more. Even in, like, Vladar's record to begin the year, which was, like, 1-4-1, one, one, 
his numbers were still pretty good. Like he was right around a 900 save percentage, had a good goals against average. I think he unfortunately ended up playing in games where the Flames as a team didn't actually play particularly well. But I, I do agree with your point there where it's, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say Vladar's the starter right now. It's you ride the hot hand, right? Whichever goalie's playing well at that time, you put him in, let him do his thing. Whenever he starts to fall off a little bit, maybe then you go back to the other guy. But I think, yeah, just ride the hot hand right now. And Vladar has been phenomenal in the last couple of weeks. So, Yeah, good point. But yeah, that that's really like the, I, that's the elephant in the room. You know, the biggest issue the team has to deal with right now. And maybe now that Phillips has been recalled, it's also, you know, where does he draw? And honestly, that's going to be pretty interesting going into the Columbus game because, you know, I'm pretty sure Phillips would make, I mean, it's not his like complete Flames debut, but his season debut with the team, I'm assuming he'd make that um, against Columbus. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess there's been no official word yet. Like he has not been put into the lineup or anything like that. But Yeah, nothing that we know yet. This is, yeah, this is, we're recording this Thursday night. So, mm-hmm. you know, something could change by Friday morning. Um, I hope something changes by Friday morning. <laughs> but um, really interesting development there. Going to be keeping lots of eyes on that. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that'll about do it. Um, so a little bit of a shorter one today. Um, didn't want to spend too much time on this because, you know, A, there was like five games we had to cover. And also, you know, now that I'm with this new job, I don't have like all the time in the world anymore. So, you know keep it a little snappy and I'm also still trying to like adjust with, you know, my life basically changing overnight when I moved here. So, um, yeah. So thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for sticking around for our chaotic ass uploading schedule. You know, we say we're going to upload every Monday and we followed that like what, like twice this season. <laughs> it's been so, more than that, you know, I think, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know, crazy. but life happens you know, and at least for me, life has been particularly wild recently. Um, and I would say, you know, be sure to come back next Monday. Honestly, don't even know if there's going to be a podcast next Monday. Um, but next week, most definitely like, you know, Mm -hmm. this podcast ain't going to die. Um, just for your assurance. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, thank you so much for, you know, keeping up with our chaotic, uploading schedule because life's crazy life just works like that um and yeah um because of how everything has been recently i've had a hard time keeping up with the socials as well just because you know like i've said a million times you know i'm adjusting to a new lifestyle you know when i was living back in high river you know i had a bit of pretty much a routine of when i was gonna post and stuff but that's kind of been thrown out the window recently so Still trying to get to adjusted to things and, you know, I'll try to get things picked back up once, you know, I start to settle in a little more. But yeah, any final thoughts for you, my man? Uh, just a little warning for, uh, you know, the Oilers fans that might be in the audience here about Ben Haggins. Uh, we're uh, <laughs> any of my coworkers listening to this. We're one point behind you right now and we got a game in hand. So we're coming for you. We better watch out. We coming. And it's also Wait. worth noting now that I live in Edmonton, anytime, I mean, there's going to be none this season, unfortunately, but anytime there's a battle of Alberta at Rogers place, I'm going to be there. 
Oh, yeah. So, Ryan, live on location. Don't you worry about it. Alrighty. Have yourself a good week, and we'll see you next time. Peace.